the man of God. The man of God said unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of, of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Tonight, I want to pick up a little bit where I left off at the end of Sunday night service, and I want to preach to you from the subject of three armies that surround Elisha. Three armies that surround Elisha. The Lord wants to open our eyes to some revelation here tonight. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord right now and say, God, uh, pour revelation out on me tonight. God, I thank you for this opportunity, Jesus. I feel your anointing resting on me at this moment. I pray, God, uh, that you would help me to help somebody in this place today, God. Uh, Lord, I'm here, God, by your appointment, by your will. I pray, God, that you would move in a mighty way uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Three armies that surround Elisha. You can be seated across the room here today. We begin this message today in the middle of a war zone. The adversary known as the nation of Syria is warring against God's people who we know as Israel. Syria has a fearless king with great 
strategy and a mighty host of warriors to follow his every command in an attempt to position his army for an ambush that would bring victory to the Syrians and defeat to the people of God. The king of Syria commands his troops to move and set up camp right in the middle of the Israeli army's path. Syria had studied Israel and this was the perfect trap. It would be a surprise attack. Israel's guard would be down. Lives would be lost and Syria would be the victor. But Israel had a preacher. Israel had a prophet. Israel had a man of God that that was sensitive to the voice of God who the Bible names Elisha. And though Elisha had never had a conversation with the king of Syria and though he had never been in a meeting with the Syrian army to eavesdrop on their war strategy Elisha's spirit was tuned in with the spirit of God and he was able to see things in the spirit that Israel could not see as Israel's prophet God revealed information and God gave instruction to Elisha to benefit and protect the people of God. And the preacher did what preachers do. He preached to Israel what God told him to preach. And he stood and told Israel in 2 Kings 6 and 9, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. Elisha said, I've got a word from God for you, Israel. You better change your direction or you're going to run into a trap of your adversary. Hey, Israel, you better listen to me. Maybe I know it's not going to sit well with some of you, but the Lord has given me a word. The Lord's given me one job, and that is to relay the information that God has given me to his church. It was a word of warning that would save Israel. It was the it was Israel that obeyed the word of this prophet. It was Israel that obeyed the word of the man of God. And Israel said, if Elisha said, God said, we've got to trust. It don't matter what we see right now, but we've got to trust what the man says. And we got to turn our direction lest our souls be lost. Elisha said, I got a word for you and you better take heed to the word. Thank God for a preacher. Thank God for a preacher that was not afraid what somebody was going to think about him. Thank God for a preacher that was not worried about those that would be stiff-necked and said, how many years of war history does Elisha have? Hey, I want to tell you, Elisha had something that was greater than war history. He had something greater than notches in his belt from the kills that he had. But he had a sensitivity to the voice of God. He was the chosen vessel to bring the word to his church. 
Thank God for an Elisha that was not afraid to speak. I come to tell you today, every one of us has an Elisha in our world. The preacher that preaches to you today has an Elisha. I may not always agree with what Elisha says, but God chooses to speak to my Elisha for me. My path may look good, and my path may look all right, but I come to tell you, if Elisha says turn, honey, you better turn. Who is your Elisha? Elisha is the man of God in your life. Elisha is the prophet that God has put over your world, that he is set to deliver divine instruction to you. Thank God for a man that wasn't afraid. Thank God for a man that wasn't worried if they would get mad. He just said, I got one thing in mind, and that is the survival of this church. I got one thing in mind, and that's the survival of this nation. Oh, Jesus, you better listen to me, church. There is no substitute for the Elisha that's in your world. There is no substitute for the man of God that God has given you. I think I've quoted it every service, but I'll quote it again. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, and they shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. He didn't say you're going to choose a pastor. He didn't say go down the road and figure out which pastor sets well with you. But it said I will give you pastors according to my own heart. I come to tell you when God connects a man with a pastor he is connecting him to his lifeline. He is connected him to divine instruction. He has connected him. He I come to tell you, you can't make it without a pastor. You can't make it without an Elisha. I come against every voice that says I don't need a pastor. Honey, if you don't listen to what Elisha says, you're going to fall in destruction. Thank God for a man that God chose for me. Your Elisha sees things that you don't see. Your Elisha hears things that you don't hear. Many times the plan of the adversary has already been revealed to him. And the way out has already been revealed as well. You got to listen to his warnings. You got to cling to his words. You got to submit to his authority. Why? It's not because this church was set up to be a dictatorship, but it was because God said, I'm giving you a man that will help you with your survival. It has nothing to do with somebody putting their thumb on your head. But it has something to do with somebody pulling up a fence and pulling out a sword. And say, let me show you the boundaries, Israel. If you go this way, you're going to fall into an ambush. Parents, that's why we got to back our man of God. That's why we got to back our man of God. Why? Because when the pastor says, hey, we can't do this. 
this. We can't watch that. We can't go there. It's because he's been with God. And it's because God said, there's an ambush coming. There's an ambush coming. You got to cling to the words of Elisha. I've been sitting here by God tonight to preach this. This has not been requested by the Elisha that resides over this congregation. But God has sent me to this place to help empower a young man's ministry. God has sent me to this house to help empower a church and tell you, if you have the voice of the man of God in your life, there's nothing that you can't do. If you got the voice of Elisha in your life, there's nothing that can can stop you. That's why it said in Hosea 12 and 13, and by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet was he preserved. Hey, let me tell you, Israel would have never made it out of bondage in Egypt without a man of God. But we better realize when the word says, the word says that by a prophet, Israel was brought out. Honey, there was a man of God that preached you out of your sin. There was a man of God that preached you out of your bondage. There was a man of God that preached without fear or favoritism. It said you got to put guardrails in your life. I come to tell you today, it's by a prophet that God pulled you out. It's by a man of God that God pulled you out. And it pleased him by the foolishness of preaching. God said, I could have done it myself, but I chose a man because it pleases me when somebody will submit to what I say through somebody else. Well, brother preacher, you don't know who hurt me. Brother preacher, you don't know who offended me. I just don't think I can trust a man anymore. I come to tell you, you better get to an altar and say, God, get this offense out of me. Oh, because I can't make it without a preacher. You got to get this out of me. Hey, I come to tell you, don't be bound by your offense. I know you might have been hurt, but God's come to restore a relationship between you and a man of God tonight. I come to tell you tonight. There's no substitute for Elisha. Some of us, we're okay with having a man of God that helps bring us out. Well, it said in Hosea 12 and 23 that not only did a prophet bring him out, set him by a prophet. The Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And here it is. And by a prophet was he preserved. Oh, God. Meaning when I'm already, when the sickness is over and when the addiction's over and when sin's been preached out of me and I think I'm big enough to do it by myself, hey, there's only one thing that's going to preserve me and that's an Elisha in my life that said, hey man, you don't need to go there. Hey man, you need to draw a line in the sand. I know you may not be sinning right now, but I see an ambush on the horizon. Hey, if you're going to be preserved, it's going to be because of man. Of God speaks up in your life.
life. Don't you dare push his words out of your children's life. Daddy, I know you're the man of the house, but God put a man over you. I'm the man over my house, but God put a man over me. By a prophet, I'm brought out. And by a man of God, I'm preserved. Hey, that's why we got to buckle and say, God, whatever's preached over that pulpit, God, it's preserving me. I'm going to live it. I'm going to submit to it. You need a pastor if you're going to make it. Young person, it's your choice. My goodness, it's your choice whether this is your pastor or not. I come tell you, I know what it's like to be pulled between two worlds. I remember being a young t- teenager, being pulled between two worlds. My parents divorced when I was two years old. I had to live for God at my mom's, but I had the opportunity to do whatever I wanted in the summer someone else, somewhere else. But there came a day in my life that I had to say, you know what? This ain't mama's pastor anymore. This is my pastor. This ain't just mama or daddy's pastor. And I don't just do it because mama and daddy said, if you're living in this house, this is what you got to do. Oh, but if I'm going to make it, and if I'm going to be preserved, if I'm going to get away from the ambush that hell has coming for me, I'm going to have a pastor. So Elisha, with Hodge Elisha, he... He completely smites down the plan of the adversary. The Bible says that Israel turns and Israel is preserved. One of the greatest slaughters in biblical history should have happened at that moment. Oh, in 2 Kings 6, we should have saw one of the greatest defeats that Israel ever had at that moment. Who knows? It was the plan of of the enemy to wipe Israel off the map at that moment. But God raised up an Elisha and the words of Elisha turned the hearts of the people and the words of Elisha brought the blessings and the provision of the Lord. At this point, the king of Syria is absolutely furious. The Bible says that he asks his military generals, how in the world did Israel know that our army would be waiting to ambush? And he's in this boardroom, and you got to understand, the king of Syria is crazy. He, he's, no, he's known for torturing. He's known for beheading. He's known for burning at the stake. He's known, he's known for hurting until somebody talks. And he's walking around and everybody knows that he means business. He said, I want to know there's a traitor in the room. There's a traitor. Which one of you are for Israel? I can see the military generals shaking. I can see all the servants shaking, saying, my God, I don't know who it was, but we all about to die because of this. Oh, but all of a sudden, as the military generals sit there, scratching their head in bewilderment, all of a sudden the Bible says that one of the servants said, one of the servants lifts up his voice and said, none, my Lord, oh king. I like that. He didn't just say king, but he kind of, none, 
my Lord, my King. He knew he meant business. He said, none, my Lord, O King, but Elisha. Somebody say Elisha. He said, Elisha. The prophet that is in Israel telleth the king, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. He said, they say, king, I hate to tell you this, but you have no secrets. The man of God is being the man of God, and he's hearing from God, and he's delivering the message of God to God's people. God spoke the secrets to Elisha that were born in the bedchambers of hell. So what does the king do? You ain't got no secrets. Hey, king of Syria, oh adversary, you ain't got no secrets as long as that old prophet's still hearing from God. You ain't got no secrets. You ain't got no ambush as long as that man of God is standing up there. Hey, I come to tell you, it's time to trust the voice of the man of God in your life because as long as you got the man of God in the right place I come to tell you in the Holy Ghost hell has no secrets hell can't touch you hell can't hell can't destroy you hell can't defeat you hey some of us know what it's like in days gone by when a preacher gets up and begins to preach and all you know is you feel like he's been walking through your house and going through your internet browser and listening to your radio and reading your text messages I come to tell you it was none of the above but hell has no secrets as long as this man is in the right place in your life my lord oh king we ain't got no secrets our plans have been revealed because the man of God won't stop hearing from God but I want you to pay attention because this is where I'm going to start preaching right here this is what God has sent me here to tell this church the Bible said that after the king realizes that he has no secrets as long as Elisha is there. The Bible said in 2 Kings 6 and 13. And he said, go and spy where he is. That I may send and fetch him. Find me that man of God. I don't care what kind of preacher he is. He's messing up my world. He's messing up my plan. King Assyria says, I don't even know what anointing is. But it's breaking every yoke of bondage that I can put on Israel. And he said, because of that, you need to go find him. 2 Kings 6 and 14. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. Church, you better never forget this. As long as you live, you better remember it and never forget it. That hell is after your Elisha. 
the adversary the Bible said that the adversary called back an entire army of chariots and horses and mighty men and said if we can't get this whole army because of this one man we're going to take this whole army we're going to take every horse we got we're going to take every chariot we got and we're going to send it and we're going to surround the house of the man of God the Bible said that Elisha's there in Dothan and all of a sudden every horse every chariot every warrior that Syria has is now surrounding the house of the man of God why would hell put such a force against the pastor why would hell send an army against the man of God because hell knows that if I can stop the man of God that I can stop Israel if I can stop the man of God that I can stop the church but as long as there's a pastor here in Jennings, Louisiana, hell has no secrets and all is revealed. I come to tell you we are in revival tonight. We are continuing in revival tonight. But God has sent me on this Tuesday night of revival to remind somebody that every single time your man of God gets up and preaches you out of a situation, every single time to pray has come against you and hell has used the chariot of depression to try to tear you down every time you're delivered from that the Bible says that the adversary said I gotta send it towards Elisha hey I come to tell you you better you know you know you got your issues but you better understand every one of your issues that your man of God put preaches you out of is now his issue you got a man that'll fight for you. You got an Elisha that's not afraid to say, thus saith the Lord. I come to tell you, there's an enemy after your adversary. There's an enemy after your man of God. There's an adversary after your Elisha. And I don't know about you, but every time I read that story, there's something that comes up inside of me. Said, devil, you ain't touching my man of God. Devil, you ain't touching my man of God. You might as well go somewhere else because you about to stir up a fight that you ain't never seen. I come to tell you church, if we are going to advance into the next season, there's got to be a revival of an intercessor for the man of God. There's got to be a revival of an intercessor for your first lady and their children. Why? Because when hell can't get through you, He'll try to go through them. I wish somebody lift your hands and begin to pray. It's the first army that I come to preach about tonight. I come to tell you, I have a man of God that's preached hell out of me. I have a man of God that's preached sin out of me. I have a man of God that's preached me out of hell. 
I remember being 15, 16 years old, having a smug attitude, and Doug White grabbed me by the nap of the neck in the middle of a service and got this close to my face and said, son, if you don't get that attitude out of your spirit, you're going to go to a devil's hell and you're going to surf the white hot flames of hell. And he grabbed me and just threw me on the altar. It was something that rose up on the inside of me. It was something that was a spirit that was trying to, trying to tear me apart. I started thinking, who is he to talk to me like that? What is he doing trying to say that to me? Then all of a sudden, I just realized there was another voice that came. That man just interrupted his entire message. He could have bypassed your situation. He could have bypassed your attitude. Oh, but Israel, he saw you where you were. And he said, you better turn. You better get it right. I come to tell you I am what I am because there was an Elisha that was not afraid to preach to me. I am what I am because there was an Elisha that said, son, you better get it right. Son, I know it don't settle well with you, but you better get it right. Now, no doubt there's times that he speaks and my world still shakes but I come to tell you now that I'm strong I've had to realize I have to realize that sometimes the man that warred for me and the man that prayed for me doesn't always have somebody praying for him the man that's crying out for you and the man saying that's saying, God, I don't know how to shake them. I don't know how to help them. you got to give me a word from heaven for them. Hey, it's that man in the midnight hour when he's praying for you that the adversary's saying, my God, he's turning up another message where I can't touch him. i got to come against his mind. i got to come against their body. i got to come against their spirit. Saying of God, shame on you if you don't fight back the same adversary that was fought back for you. Child of God, shame on you if you don't stand up and say, oh, you just awakened a warrior. Devil, you just awakened a warrior. I'm going to intercede. That's why I pray, God, I loose angels on my pastor's ranch. God, I loose angels into the hallways of his home. God, you see every discouraging voice. You see every adversary that would come against you. God, send angels with flaming swords to walk the halls and guard the windows and guard the bed and the mind as he sleeps. Church, it's time to awaken the intercessor for your pastor again. Somebody lift your hands and pray right now. Oh God! Tonight's the night that somebody's prayer life changes forever. You know what I've learned? You can't stand against the pastor when you're standing for the pastor. 
You can't take a stand against what he's saying. If you're lifting up his voice, lifting up your voice in intercession for him. I come to tell you, some of you say, I don't know if I believe exactly what he's saying. Maybe I don't see it that way. You know what? Maybe you don't. But if you'll get a relationship with God and begin to call out his name, there'll be some revelation that comes into your spirit. If you'll begin to call out his name to God and call out this family's name, there's going to be a clarity and a revelation that comes into your life. This is where we're at, church. This is where we're at. It's time to waken up, awaken the intercessors for this man of God in this church. Somebody pray for your pastor right now. Somebody pray for your pastoral family right now. The first army that surrounds the Elisha in your life is the army from hell. The bondage, the demons, the adversary. But we see here that those are not the only ones that's close to the man of God. But when you look here in this story, the Bible said that in the middle of the night, that as the, as the armies of the adversary and the armies of Syria begin to surround Elisha and his camp and his home, the Bible says that all of a sudden, early in the morning, it was early even before the man of God got up, the Bible said that there was a young man there was another there was a young man that was there and the Bible said that when Elisha wasn't even looking at the adversary and Elisha at this point we don't even have clarity that Elisha even knew that the battle was there yet at this point he doesn't even have he doesn't even see the first chariot but the first one to see the chariot was the servant You want to know why? Because servants really know what their man of God's dealing with. Servants can see. Servants can see exactly what's going on in the manner. I'm not saying people that cause trouble. I'm not saying people that's on the fence. Oh, but the servant was in his house. The servant was in his vicinity. The servant was close enough that he was on the same page. So much so that he could dwell in the same place. Hey, I come to tell you of this army. Of this army that was surrounding them. There was another army. And it's an army that's not often preached about in this story. And that is the army that I want to identify as the servant. At this point, it was a one-man army. It was a one-man army. But he was close enough that when the battle came and the battle was close to them, he had one or two choices. He could either tuck tail and run. At that moment, it looked bad, Brother Hodge. At that moment, he could have got upset. He could have said, why in the world am I in this situation? We got things coming against us. The adversary is pressing in. I was close to the man of God, and look what I get to do. 
with. He could have tucked tail and ran. Oh, but that's not what he did. He said, you know what? I'll do what I do every single time. I see an issue. Let me get close to the man of God in my life. Elisha, I don't know what we're going to do, but I just want to let you know I ain't leaving you. I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, I'm just a servant. I'm just a servant. I'm just here to serve you. And when the battle comes, I'm not done serving. Hey, I've asked you a thousand times, Elisha, how do you want me to do this? What should we do here? How should I set this table? What are we cooking for you tonight? How do you want me to do this? How do you want me to serve, Elisha? Hey, Elisha, what are you wearing today? What can I do to help you? He runs to the runs to the prophet and says, Elisha, alas, my master, how shall we do? I ain't leaving you. I just want to know what are we doing this time? I ain't got words for this one. I don't know. I'm just a servant. I don't know what else to do. Everywhere I look from left to right, all I see is issues. All I see is problems in my life. All I see is things coming against us. There's horses, there's spears, there's chariots. But Elisha, it all makes sense. But Elisha, I just got to tell you how we doing this. I ain't leaving you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I come to tell you the first army that surrounds Elisha is the adversary. But the second army army that surrounds Elisha is the servants that said we're gonna we're here to serve we're not here to leave if I gotta pick up a sword let's do it I'm here to submit I'm here to do what it is that we want to do God has come to awaken the servants that are in this church where are you tonight where are you in this building God has come to say if you'll get close to the man of God there's revelation for you. Here it is. The Bible says he answers. Fear not. Fear not. What you talking about, pastor? Do you see the situation that we're in? Do you see the things going on in our family? Do you see the things going on in our health? Do you see the things that are coming against us? But there Elisha goes. On a Sunday morning when turmoil is crushing our life. And all we see is the demons surrounding our family. And all we see is the addictions coming to the surface. And all we see is things coming against us. And all we hear is fear not. Keep going. All we hear is keep going. And here's Elisha again on Sunday morning. He takes the pulpit and he's got one message. Fear not. We got this. You're going to make it. Hey. 
day he lifts his eyes and he sees the adversary but Elisha has one message fear not you're going to make it just serve fear not we're going to make it what do you mean Elisha and here comes Sunday night when he's had time to think about what he preached and he takes the pulpit again fear not we're going to make it fear not why because the man of God sees something that I don't see the same man of God that heard from God of things that I didn't know is the same man of God that can see what I cannot see Some of you are tired about hearing about the miracle. And some of you are tired of hearing about a building program. And some of you are tired of hearing about what God's going to do. And the message is always fear not. We're going to make it. Fear not. We're going to take this city. Fear not. I know there's devils. But we're going to make it. Fear not. I come to tell you it's time for somebody to take the man at his word. Because it's not his words. It's God's words. You're going to make it. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Come on, I wish a servant would get your spirit as close to the middle of the vision of this church right now before I preach the rest of the story. God, I'm just going to take him at his word. God, I'm just going to believe and serve. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. you to listen to me you can stand you can come that you can do whatever you want to do right now God's got a word for this church Bible says when the bad information comes and when the problem is presented that Elisha isn't shaken but he takes the pulpit again and says fear not but this time it's not just fear not he says fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them the servants looking and says preacher I respect you. I give honor to my pastor. I give honor to my elders. But preacher, what you talking about? Because all I see is the things that's surrounding us. All I see is the things that's coming against me and coming against my mind and telling me what I can't be. All I can see is them things that are trying to curse me and them things that are trying to cripple me. But here this preacher is saying there's more with us. Hey, you got to see this. And the Bible says that he calls to the servant. Servant, get over here. 
He calls to the servant. Lay hands on his head, brother. He lays hands on his head. And he says, God, I know he don't understand what I'm preaching. God, I've said fear not till I can't say fear not anymore. But God, I need you to help me with this one. He doesn't see what I see. He doesn't see the vision that I see. He doesn't see the angels and the chariots of fire that surround in this situation. And he says, Lord, open up his eyes. And at that moment, when all he had saw was hurt, and all he had saw was a plan of the adversary to destroy him, because he was close to his man of God, because he was close to Elisha, God allowed his eyes to be opened. And the Bible said that he saw. It's one of the most powerful, the most powerful two words in the Word of God. He saw. Because all this time, this young man was doing all he could to live for God. You're doing all you can to live for God. Raise your hand. Where you at? You're doing all you can. You're doing everything you know. And you see this army of the adversary. And many times you look and you say, God, what in the world are you doing? I feel like there's three people in this army pulling all the weight. I feel like it's just me. Brother brother Townley, Brother Madison Townley, I feel like all I know is I'm with my parents. And I, I know that all these dreams and all these things are supposed to happen. But sometimes all I see is the adversary that's coming to get. I come to tell everybody in this place tonight, God is getting ready. I know you heard it preached, but God is getting ready for you to see the other army that's on your side. And this army is the third army that surrounds the Elisha in your life. It's the third army, and it's an army with chariots of fire. It's an army of angels. It's an army with swords. It's an army of victory. I come to tell you, and there's only one way that you can see. It's when you get close to the Elisha and said, Elisha, preach it to me. Elisha, you better get close to me. You better get up in my house. You better tell me what I need to do. You better tell me to move some things out of my life. Don't back up from it. Don't back up. You better get close. You better get close. Oh, because the closer you get, the more you see. The closer you get, the greater of an army you see God has come to awaken an army of servants I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands right now there's an army of angels surrounding this church right now I'm going to go a step further. There's an army of angels that's surrounding your church's property on the other side of town right now. You want to know why? Oh, because there are more that be with us 
than them or there are more that be with us than they that be with them. Some of you hell's tried to convince you that you weren't going to make it. But I come to tell you when you're a servant you got access to heavenly angels. When you're a servant and you're submitted and you say preach to me preacher. It's at that moment that God said alright I'm going to open his eyes. He's about to see things that he's never seen in his life. Come on sir. Come on ma'am. Get out of that pew. Get up in here. Throw them hands up and say God I'm ready. I'm ready to see the army. Hey young man get over here. Get over here. Stand right here. Lay hand on his head brother. There's about to be some things that's open up to you. I'm done preaching today. It's time for there to be a war from the army of servants. I don't care what comes against us. We're not leaving. We're not stopping. We're not backing up. Oh, we're getting closer to the man of God. Come on, I'm done tonight. Throw them hands up. God, I'm ready. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see. Pastor Townley, this is a night of impartation. This is a night of a transfer of vision to some people in this church. Some of you, you've thought all your life that you that you went to the church and the pastor was there. But I come to tell you, God has come to change that. He is not the pastor, but he is your pastor. He is your man of God. He is not the one that calls the shots for the church. He's the one that God set over you so that you can see another army that you couldn't see before. So right now across this congregation I want you to throw your hands up and begin to respond and say God make me a servant as this man of God comes and I want you to pray open their eyes God. Let them see the vision. Let them see the vision. I pray a special touch of your spirit. Oh God in the name of the Lord. I pray the power and the glory of your presence to visit every heart, visit every soul. God, touch people's minds. Give revelation. Open up, God, understanding them. A willingness, God. A sensitivity of heart and spirit. A tenderness, oh God. A teachability, oh Lord. A receptiveness of revelation, oh Jesus. In the name of the Lord, I believe you to do it in every heart, God. Every man, every lady, every family, oh Lord God. You know what you've shown me. You know what you've let me see, God. Give them the ability to hear. Give them the ability to receive. I believe you to finish what you've started. Further it in the name of Jesus. Give them revelation. Let it become their understanding. Let their eyes be opened, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I trust you, I believe you. 
Come on right now. I want some ladies to go and lay hands on your pastor's wife and say, God, give me this burden. God, I got to serve. Give me this burden. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus, Sister Townley. God is going to raise up young ladies that can carry your burden. God is going to raise up young ladies that want to be used of God and want to see your dreams come to pass. Come on, men. Come on, men. Let's bind together for the men of God in our life. It's time. It's time, young man. It's your moment of decision. Are you going to take the step and say, God, I'm stepping out on faith for the wildest ride of my life? Come on, come on. It's time to push back the army. There's another army that's on our side. There's an, I know some of you can't see it, but you can feel it in this room right now. It's time to war. It's time to fight right now. You'll see on the behold. Come on, get a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of it right now. Get a hold of it. Come on, sir. Come on, young man. There's another dimension for you. There's another dimension that God wants to open up your eyes to. Oh, but you can only see what the man of God sees if you'll get close. Oh, you can only see what the man of God truly sees. If you say, man of God, you got to lay hands on me. I got to be shapeable. I got to be moldable. I got to be teachable. Come on, every hand lifted, every voice lifted in this place. I wish there could be a war cry in this place. God, I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve till I don't know what else to do. I'm going to serve. And when I see the adversary coming, I'm going to serve. Brother Dylan, when you don't know what else to do, son, you got to serve. Because it's in that realm of servanthood that God says, I'm going to open your eyes to things that nobody else seen. Hey, it was Jesus' first miracle that was first witnessed by the servants. Some of you will see things being a servant that nobody else will see. Until you're a servant, you don't get access to the miraculous. Until you're a servant, you don't get to see. Oh, but when you say, man of God, I don't know how. Just tell me how. It's at that moment that the miraculous shows up. Somebody needs to throw them hands up and you need to lose yourself in God right now. Lose yourself in His plan and say, God, when I feel something coming up against me,
when the preacher preaches and I feel it, check me. It's at that moment that I got to make a decision. Oh, God, am I going to tuck tail and run? Or I'm gonna, am I going to embrace the word that God gave me? Hey, the voice of the man of God is the voice of God in our world. I'm done preaching tonight. Throw your hands up. Throw your hands up and connect with God. Oh, come on. God, I got to be moldable. I got to be teachable. Break me down till I can be receptive. Break me down, God.
Life is not your own. It was bought with the price of the precious blood account. So lay it on the altar. Allow the fire to consume your life. And take you to heaven to be with me. For it is the men of God that stand behind the pulpit and preach the word of God every day that you might be saved. I've given you a pastor that's going to help you, to lead you, and guide you. So don't submit, don't. Let's just lift our hands and worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 You're so mighty. You're so mighty, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here I am, Lord. Let's sing it to the Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to you. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here your spirit move through me. Here I am. Sing here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. 
Here I am. I give all myself to you. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Let your spirit move through me. Lord, we want to thank you for this service tonight. We want to thank you for what you've done. We praise you for how you've worked. We praise you for how you've moved. We appreciate the word of the Lord. We're grateful for the clear note and the certain sound of the word of God. We praise you for speaking to our hearts. We thank you for speaking to our spirits. We thank you for the surrender and the yielding that is in this place. We submit to your plan. We say yes to your will. And God, we trust you to strengthen the relationship of me, the pastor of this church, and this congregation as never before. As you've worked it tonight in this house, oh God, continue to let it thrive. Let me feel my role. Let the people feel their role. Strengthen the work of your will. You've done it tonight. We praise you for it. You've done what only you can do, and we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We give you the worship, oh Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let every heart, God, be submitted and yielded completely to your will and to your total desire. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. God bless you, Brother Fish, for giving us the word of the Lord tonight. Great, amazing word from God tonight. How many has received the word of the Lord into your heart? Thy word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Invite your friends and neighbors for...